1: To uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Quite a bit of
2: Alzheimer's. It was 10 boys, 10, 10 boys, 6 girls, 16 children, all from the same mom and dad. And several of them had Alzheimer's. But on my mama's side, she had her mind all the way till she died. The only thing she was struggling with is what day it is. She said, it's it was a Tuesday or Wednesday? But other than that, she, <laughs> she was good at, eight, at almost 88 years of age. I said, am I gonna get it? So I said, well, Do you have a, do you have some herbs or something? You know, I was just trying. I was just trying. I said <laughs> y'all listen y'all like personal illustration. Look, y'all breathe, go on and breathe. said, okay. <laughs> so I said, Do you have some herbs or, or this or that? He said, Oh, you don't need all that. I said, I don't. He said, No, that all that stuff is not gonna do. They're it. just making money off of you. And so I said, well, what should I do? He said, Oh, didn't you say you're a preacher? <laughs> 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 I said, yeah. He said, man, what you do in the ministry keeps your mind active. She said the counseling you do, the sermons you do, uh, the, the funerals you do, the, the, the processing of all the stuff, your scheduling, your administrative work, your calendar, your sort he said, all of that stuff keep your mind. She said, you just stay in the ministry and keep executing your duties, and I believe God will keep your mind. This was coming from a doctor. He was a Jewish doctor. He said, just keep doing what you're doing. You got enough to keep your mind quite busy. I don't think your mind is too busy to get Alzheimer's. (laughs) That's what he was saying. I said, wow. He said my wife she's forty for 40% chance he was saying about his wife and he said well, we have her doing now we have her doing piano lessons so she's going back and she's gaged in piano you know the keys and the uh, the transitions and the scales and the flats and the sharps and all the dynamics of all of that, he said, and you know, dotted half notes and quarter notes and all those things. And he, he was saying that that keeps her mind alert. So we have on a regimented piano lessons to keep our mind active. Some of y'all won't even do a puzzle. <laughs> you won't even do a puzzle. You don't want to work. What's wrong? I never seen no work in society. I, I talk to people all the time. I'm talking about heads of businesses. And say I had three to walk off today, didn't put in a notice or nothing. They just walked off. Just, and just leave you in a mess. And they don't, you know, they don't come back. I mean, they go, they good and gone. You didn't do them wrong. They, you paid them what they agreed to, but they just leave. They just leave. This is a non-working society. Work was before the curse. It was enjoyable. After the fall, we sweated and we got stuck with thistles and had, mosquitoes started biting and everything else. But work is enjoyable. Work is healthy. Healthy. And for you retirees out there, the worst thing you could do is go home, sit down, and watch TV from sunup to sundown. That is not good for your mind. Cut that television off. Read a book, go down to the spa, then go to the, I'm talking, I ain't talking about the one, y'all get enough manicures and stuff. I'm talking about the, what's that place where you get the exercises, the gym and all that, and, and huff and puff and sweat. Sweat. You know, I mean, I, mean I, I be really trying, y'all. I want to stay healthy. I want to be able to get up and get down. I don't want to be wobbly. You know, I just want to get up and get down. And sometimes I can't go outside and walk at the weather. I don't have time. And I just step out of bed and I'll just be going like this and I'll be going. And then when I get a commercial break, I take me a break and when the when the things come back up, then I just be going again. Doing a football game. And then okay, then they got a, somebody got hurt. Then I get up and I run. So when they get back up and then I get up and I run. And I look at the steps. I said, ooh, look how many steps I got in. I step I got in. I'm trying to keep it down. You know, the older you get, there's a tendency to gain. How how big do you want to get? (laughs) You know, there's a a tendency to gain. You got to work. Work is good. Don't sit there and watch television all day. Just wasting your life. Wasting your life. Go volunteer. Go volunteer. And then don't be a problem when you volunteer. Volunteer. (laughs) <laughs> a slack hand causes poverty but the hand of the diligent makes rich uh, Proverbs twenty thirteen also says if you love sleep you, you will end up in poverty keep your eyes open and there will be plenty to eat many struggle financially because they love sleep they are slow they are procrastinators they do just enough to get by and they do not have a good work ethic, nor do they work hard when they go to work. My wife and I, we work hard. We work hard. Oh, we got a revival this week. I came up here, worked on the day, and transitioned, went to the east side and did revivals at night. I was out uh, at another engagement yesterday, and then early this morning I was back here working. I, I'm up here preaching and I'm moving on out the door something. Else. I move, I, I'm, I'm active, I work hard. Now, you, got, you can pray all you want. God, you, God knows we should be praying. But after you pray, you need to get up and work because you get out what you put in, you reap what you sow. Some of y'all want not there's some pastors who want big ministries, but they out there, they just live on the golf course. They just go here and they go there and they're all over the place and they don't spend enough time in the word. They don't spend enough time at the church. They don't spend enough time agonizing in the word. They don't spend enough time with the people. They rush out. They can't, they can't shake five hands. That's why I just hang around because I love people. And some of y'all like y'all scared of me or something. Y'all just run away. And I don't, 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 don't inundate me after the service. But, but, but I do want folks to come shake my hand. I want to know your name. I'm very personal. I don't have a big entourage around me where I got all these bodyguards and you can't get to them. Now, what's your name? What's your name and rank? Where do you live? Give me your gun. Now, you, you, you see him for two minutes. You know? I'm approachable. I've always been that way. I'm sociable. Somebody said, I would be in ministry if it weren't for the people. And I tell people, if you don't love people, you don't need to be in the ministry. People gonna hurt you. They're gonna let you down. They're gonna say one thing and do another. Listen, you better keep your eyes on. They're gonna betray you, they're gonna wipe you out emotionally, but that just come with the territory. Come with the territory. So many struggle financially because all these things, beloved, we're in a crisis where multitudes of America do not desire to work. Do not expect to set your financial house in order or get ahead financially with a poor work ethic. Proverbs 13, 4 says, lazy people want much, but get little. They got big dreams, but they're still living um, like they lived when they were 18 But those who work hard will prosper. If you desire to be successful and make progress in life, then you must be willing to get up, get going, manage yourself, and your time wisely. Number eight, many believers struggle financially because of their deceitfulness. Say deceitfulness. Many believers struggle financially because of deceitfulness. Proverbs eleven eighteen 18 says, The wicked earns deceptive wages, but one who sows righteousness get a sure reward. When you are crafty, when you are deceptive, when you are a schemer, you will eventually lose more than you gain, and you will reap what you sow. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that He will also read, beloved, God judges those who are deceivers, and you cannot be prosperous in your finances without divine favor from God. Pay your taxes. Don't cheat. Don't don't, don't believe in tax evasion. Do the right thing. Be honest. Have integrity. When you mess up, repent. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we've all done good things the wrong way. And some people, from the onset, they didn't plan to do a good thing the right way. It's very important that you not be a swindler, a cheater, trying to find out how to get over. And, you know, and the world is doing this pretty good. I mean, you notice you're paying more and you're getting less. The quality? You pay ten dollars for potato chips with with full potato chips in it. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, you know. You know, you regular size things. All of a sudden, everything is condensed, but the price go up. The content is small. I say, wait a minute. I used to get this much. Now it's this much, but it still costs this much. It's going to get worse. It costs to live. It costs to live. But I'm going to tell you something. You give to God first. You treat God right. You love God. And you thank God. And you have a generous spirit. God will never let you lack no good thing. No good thing. God's going to make sure you have gas in the tank. God's going to make sure you have clothes on your back. God's going to make sure you got food in the pantry. God's going to take care of you because you're blessing him. God is not worried about the economy. God is not worried about stocks. God is not having headaches because of what might happen in America or or over in Singapore or Russia or China. No. That's why you got to keep your eye. Fixed on him. Fixed on him. And God will make you look good in troubling time. And I've never seen such a good looking congregation. Why don't y'all say amen? I, 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 I see what y'all driving out there. Every once in a while I can get a sneak preview. Y'all, y'all, and that's good. Don't don't worry. If, listen, if God if God wants to bless you, let him bless you. Let him bless. Don't be ashamed. Well, I don't want nobody to see. I don't want nobody to know. They're they going to get jealous. Well, Let them be jealous. That's their problem. You know God gave it to you. You know you got it the right way. Be thankful and go on and use it. Don't worry about what other folks say. Don't worry. Can you stand to be blessed by God? Number nine. Many believers struggle financially because of greed. Many believers struggle financially because of greed. First Timothy chapter six verse 10 says, "For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows." Beloved, money is not evil. OK? That's a, that's a misquote of the scripture. Money is not evil. The scripture says the love of money, it's in that text, is the root cause of all kinds of evils which results in grief, sorrow, and pain. When you... in intensively crave and pursue the things of this world, you will compromise your character. When you pursue and crave the things of this world, you'll compromise your integrity, your reputation, and eventually destroy your finances, family, and life. For heaven's sake, be determined to love God more than money. Otherwise, there will be disastrous consequences. Uh, Transition and then we'll be done. How do believers gain contentment in a materialistic world? How do believers gain contentment in a materialistic world? Number one, apart from Christ, it is impossible to possess contentment. Contentment comes from having Christ living within you and abiding in you. Apart from Christ, there is no contentment. Hebrews 13, 5 says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Beloved, you cannot possess contentment until you accept Christ as your personal savior. Seeking contentment without Christ is a vain and futile effort. There is no contentment apart from Christ. Uh, However, salvation and abiding in Christ brings freedom. When When you love Christ and abide in Christ and he rules your life and reigns over your life, then you, you will have freedom over chaos. The world can be in turmoil, but you'll have freedom. The world can be in all kinds of trouble, but you'll have spiritual freedom. Also, trusting and having contentment in Christ brings peace. When you have contentment in Christ, it, you have physical rest, not to mention above all spiritual rest. Say spiritual rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Number two, reading the scriptures will teach us contentment. Reading the scriptures will teach us contentment. Psalms 119, verse 27 says, therefore, I love your commandments above gold. I mean, I love your word more than gold, above fine gold. It is possible to have much gold and not possess contentment. Beloved, you know you are content when you can love the word of God more than gold and more than money, which, which so many people desire to possess. They want the treasures of this world. Reading and meditating on the Word of God will redirect our focus on things above. It will settle our hearts and minds down and give us peace and rest in a nation that goes from one crisis to another. Number three, praying before making a purchase will bring contentment. Praying before making a purchase will bring contentment Psalms 32 verse 8 says I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go I will advise you with my eye upon you beloved if you wait upon the Lord and listen to him he will guide you in your decision making and keep you from making decisions that you will later regret especially when you have to live with the consequences of that decision which could take years to recover from decisions you make then you got to live with those decisions. Your family have to live with it. Sometimes you get evicted. Sometimes you lose the cost. Sometimes you lose a lot of things because you made a bad decision, did not count the cost, did not go to God, did not pray, and you were stubborn. Number four, believers gain contentment in a materialistic world by refusing to put themselves in an environment where they know they will be tempted, to make unnecessary purchases. Now, some of you willfully put yourself in a position where you will make unnecessary purchases. Uh, Matthew 24, 4 says, and Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray. Some of you know that you are about to put yourself in an environment where a plethora of temptations are going to come at you from all directions. And yet you go on anyway, knowing that you're on a shoestring budget, but you go, which will only get you further into financial debt. If you know you're in a debt, don't put yourself in places where you know you're going to yield. That's all it's saying. Number five, growing in Christ will usher in contentment. Growing in Christ will usher in contentment. Second Peter 3 Chapter three, verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The test of your spiritual growth is your ability to maintain your composure. You know you're growing spiritually when you can maintain your spiritual composure, maintain your self-discipline, gain control over your emotions and not get hyped up. Don't let your emotions overrule your thinking. Don't let the world uh, lure you. Uh, into a financial chaos, neither your flesh nor the devil, and and mess your life up. Beloved, the more spiritual you are, the more contented you will be in Christ. Number six, believers gain contentment in a materialistic world by learning to tell themselves no. (laughs) You gain contentment in a materialistic world by learning to tell yourself no. When is the last time you said, I want that, but I will myself not to get it. I, I, I want it, but I'm not going to get it. No, no, Randall, you can't have it. You put your name there. Say no and say your name. Some of y'all, y'all scared to say it. <laughs> Matthew 16, 24, 8 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Beloved, with all the enticements, with all the allurements and with all the temptations that says buy now and pay later, no interest for 12 months, low credit, no credit, buy one, get one free, free bonus item with purchase, free upgrade with purchase, discounts or coupons, and offers up to $80,000. Air travel bonus miles with purchase using mileage plus credit card. Folk are being spiritual dummies. You must be determined to tell yourself no to these offers. I was walking in the mall one day, I was walking and i walking down and they would say, man, I got this for you, I got this for you. Hey, won't you come and get this? I said, are oh, you going to pay for it? If you're going to pay for it, I take it. If you're not going to pay for it, leave me alone. (laughs) He just looked at me, but I don't care. I do not care. You are not going to put me in bondage. I'm too old now to be broke. I'm too old to be broke. Barely making it. I can't preach broke. Last but not the least, beloved, every spending decision is a spiritual decision. Did you get that? You need to write that down. If you you haven't written anything else down, please, in, in the name of Jesus, write this down. God brought you here to hear this. Every spending decision is a spiritual decision because you are spending God's money which is why you should pray before you make the purchase. It is spiritual pride when you do not acknowledge Christ, nor allow him to instruct and guide you when making financial decisions. Always remember that the Lord owns it all and his eyes are upon you. Again, the scripture says in Psalms 32, 8, I will instruct you. I will teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eyes eye upon you. God is watching you. He's watching how you spend his money. Every penny belongs to him. You're not so well off that you can't be broke tomorrow. Your house can be blown down, burned down. Life happens. Just talk to brother Job. Job. I believe your personal finances will remain in the will of God if you ask yourself these questions. Here's how you keep your finances in the will of God. I'm done. It's not 15 of them. It's about two or three. Listen. I believe your personal finances will remain in the will of God if you ask yourself, is God giving me permission to make this purchase? Is God giving me permission to make this purchase? Next question. Is this decision from the Lord? Is this decision from the Lord? Last question. Is this purchase? superimposing my will over God's will is this purchase superimposing my will over God's will be mindful the Lord is watching you he says I will counsel you with my eye upon you I know your heart And all God's children said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message that was so loaded. Father, we know that your word says more about money than heaven or hell. Money is all over the Bible. And you expect us to know how to handle it from your perspective. We really need to repent from, for not acknowledging you and putting what you have given us under your divine management. Father, there's someone under my voice who needs to just start over. They just need to spiritually recalibrate.
1: If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity.